0: This is an audio-only version of the video series broadcast on YouTube. If you want to experience Me, Myself, and Die as it was originally intended, search for Me, Myself, and Die on YouTube, Facebook, or Rumble. The playlist for all the seasons of the show can be found there. And now, Me, Myself, and Die. Edbert attacks this new fella. This new fella. Hey, fella, how are ya? Why don't I, why don't I drive a sword through your guts? Boom! <laughs> Hello and welcome back, yet again, to me, myself, and I. I am your intrepid host, GM and player, Trevor DeVal. If you like the show today, don't forget to hit subscribe and like, it really helps us out. And don't forget as well that we have an official merchandise shop, so if you wanna buy some loot, some gack, official junk (laughs) from the store, you can find a link for that in the notes below. When last we left Simon of Argistan, he and Edbert had saved Arn Kalapunki from a group of cultists outside the inn that were trying to kill him and burn down the rest of the uh, town as well. They were successful in doing that and also successful in convincing Arn to put down his hostility towards Simon and actually work with the two of them to try and find a way to stop the tidal wave. Simon thought that the best way to do that was to go to the Temple of Morgus, the Sea God right next to the inn because he had been there before and he thought that if anyone has an ability to counter the terrible power of Devona, the goddess of the storm, it would be the priests of Morgus. Now, Edbert believes that Arn has some knowledge that could help them in the temple. That is the whole reason why he went to save him. And apparently his ghost, Sherilyn, agrees because she manifested in front of Arn and basically indicated to Arn that he should really put aside his hostility and work together with Simon and with Edbert, So much so, in fact, that she cast a spell upon him as she was uh, a mage in life. She cast a spell upon Arn, the spell of armor, to protect him. What does she think that Arn knows? I don't know, perhaps we'll find out today. But that is a question for a later time, because right now our group has just entered the Temple of Morgus and has seen the priests under assault from the High Priestess of the Cult of Devona. They have come in, and as I said, there's the there's the big pool of water that is actually churning seawater from the outside. On the other side of this wall right here is actually the the ocean. Uh, so this this water sloshing over and everything like this. Uh, the place is chaos as cultists are engaged, uh, fighting with uh, uh, the various priests of the temple. Over here we have the High Priest of Morgus, and here is the High Priestess of Devona. That's where our characters find themselves when they burst in on the scene. So the question I have right now is how long is it until the tidal wave hits? Because I think we're on a ticking clock here. I said last time that that tidal wave was on its way and it was coming fast and furious. So the question is how many rounds do we have until that tidal wave hits? I don't think there's a lot left. I think that whatever is going to happen is going to happen quick. Five rounds, okay? Five rounds to deal with this, plus a D6, so five plus a D6 rounds. I'm gonna be keeping track of that with a separate die as well. So five plus four is nine rounds until the tidal wave hits. Okay, first of all, we go Simon is on three, but he's quick, which ace, ooh, that's good. Allies are on king, the baddies are on nine. Okay, so far so good. Simon is first. He, will say, has loaded his crossbow as they're running up, because that makes sense. He sees this situation, the high priest of Morgus. I think that this priest was in the middle of conducting this ritual to, to call upon the power of Morgus to prevent Devona's tidal wave from engulfing the town. And that's when the cultists burst in. So Simon goes first, he's got his crossbow. He sees that right here is the Cult leader, and she is preparing some horrible spell. I think he shouts out as well, "Take down the cultist leader!" He levels his crossbow, stone bolt, and he fires his crossbow. He's D eight shooting. His target number is four. There's no cover or anything like that. He fires, and he will explode with the wild die. Ooh, seven. Okay, well, seven is a hit. He does hit the cultist, and the he shoots her in the back. Oh, Simon, you coward! <laughs> the crossbow bolt flies across the room and will hit her with its 2d6 plus one damage because it is magical. Oh, it's magical, isn't it? It's such a magical crossbow. Boom, five, six damage. Her toughness is seven. The bolt buries itself into her back but is immediately whisked aside from this magical armor. And I think what the nature of her magical armor is, it's a combination of whipping winds and water. Cool. That was Simon, our allies on King. Uh, I want to deal with our main guys first, so I think Arn with his bow fires katunk at D8 with his D6. He is a wild card as well, and he's going. To, you know what? I have three bennies here for our NPCs. This is going to be. This is going to count for Arn, and this is also going to count for Edbert. So I'm going to spend one of those NPC. Uh, Benny's to reroll, because this is pretty important. Arne shoots and will roll a five, which will hit, but not with a raise. So 2d6 damage from the bow on toughness of seven will be uh, five, nothing done. Again, the bolt hit, but is uh, swept away by the swirling magical winds. So does the arrow, nothing done there. Which brings us to Edbert. I think he's going to run down the stairs and engage this guy, but he's going to have to run with a D6. As he runs down here, the ghost will follow him. Ooh, so the ghost comes in and is sort of swirling ethereally around uh, Edbert, but he is going to draw and attack but a minus two because it's a multi-action penalty. He was a wild card. That was an eight. I hope it's a- okay. So he explodes with the six and nine minus two is seven. He will hit the regular cultist. Parry five. He's going to roll two d eight damage from his longsword against toughness of six because they're wearing some ports of armor. 14 against toughness six is enough to slay him. He kills that cultist. Now I'm going to quickly do the battle here. Does this priest do anything? Five, he might. He's gonna hit with his, you know, small cudgel or whatever it is. uh, Versus toughness six, uh, four will do nothing, bang. Over here, does this priest hit? No. And over here, does this priest hit? No. That's all of our allies, which brings us to the enemy. So this priestess, She has a couple of spells that I more or less determined randomly. One is armor, and I think she has that up already. She also has blast, which is a spell that in this case is like she can call upon her goddess to deliver a massive clap of thunder, which is going to damage people in a wide area. And finally, she has something called barrier. And barrier is she can basically cause a massive wall of water to create a barrier between her and whoever she wants. But I think she's going to try. She's going to do a spirit roll. I'm sorry, she's going to do a faith roll, which is a skill and savage roll that you you use to draw upon the power of your god, or goddess in this case. Her faith, and she is a wild card, is d10. Savage Worlds uh, often uses power points. I use an option rule called no power points. So basically, uh, she's going to take a penalty on the roll based on how many power points she should be expending. So she has to make this roll at minus three, okay? And again, her target number is four, like in most cases. Seven minus three is four. She gets that barrier up. So this will represent the wall of water, okay? So it goes up right there, whoosh, this churning wall of water. I think what happens too is that she completes the the prayer to her dark goddess, Devona. The churning seawater from the large pool here basically shoots out in a big arc and, and forms itself Almost like a giant pseudopod forms itself into this churning wall of waters. Okay, let's go in order here. Let's deal with the guys that are dealing with the priest. So over here, anything happens? No. Over here, anything happens? Yes. Explode 12. That's definitely a hit with the ray. So that's going to be 3d6 damage against this priest right here. Oh my god! 13. Oh yeah, so this priest goes down. This cultist with a a long knife basically just stabs it right down the collarbone (laughs) of this priest who dies. I think he's going to move over here and join this fight, but he won't be able to do that till the next round. Meanwhile, over here, this guy does attack this priest. He will miss. That leaves these two cultists here. One of them is going to run. One, two, three, four, five, not run, but uh, move over and attack Edbert. So let's deal with that. Five against Edbert's parry. Parry is six, so no, the cultist will not be able to bypass Edbert's defenses. This one goes one, two, three, four, five, six, and will run. Seven and will attack at a multi action penalty against Arn, and he will roll a three, so he will miss. That was the bad guys of the first round. The first round is over. We go down now to round eight as the tidal wave gets closer. (laughs) Okie dokie, here we go. Simon is on two, but he's quick, so he's on queen. Allies are on ten are on eight. So Simon is first. Simon the first of his name. Well, he is going to reload and fire. Now a crossbow, if you do that, you take a multi-action penalty because it takes one action to reload, but he's got to do it. So I think he's going to fire at that. Mm. Is the bolt going to do anything? It's possible the bolt destroys that one. He's got to try, he's got to try. He levels the crossbow and fires at minus two. What do we get? Oh, he explodes. So nine minus two is seven. So he will hit the section of all. And now he's going to do his damage. 2d6 plus one against toughness of 10. So he just needs to get 10. It's possible. How much damage does he do? Five, the bolt basically disappears into the swirling water. That was Simon. Our allies. I think that Arn drops his bow, pulls his sword and attacks at a minus two. Uh, Minus two is four. He will not be able to hit that dude over here. uh, Edbert attacks this new fella. This new fella. Hey fella, how are ya? Why don't I what did I drive a sword through your guts? Boom! He rolls a three. and so he completely misses over here. Uh the the priest on the cultist will miss, and this priest, who is now outnumbered two to one, is going to explode with a nine. That is a that's a hit with a raise. So he's gonna do three d6 damage to this fella right here, and he's going to do five, six against his toughness of six, he will shake this guy. Boom. Good. And that is all of our, except now the High Priest of Morgus. Well, the High Priest of Morgus has some spells as well too. What's the High Priest of Morgus Oh, here's a question. Does the Priest of Morgus have the dispel power to be able to try and bring down this wall? Unlikely. Chaos factor. 8, 63. He does. He does have the dispel, but does he try desperately to continue this, this chant to try and stop that tidal wave or does he deal with this immediate threat right here or does he try and bring that wall down I think um, (laughs) I'm gonna roll 1d6 1 to 2 he continues the chant 3 to 4 he uh, does some sort of attack on the, the, the cult priestess Uh, Five to six, he does a dispel on the wall. One. So he turns and uh, tries to regain his focus and begins to invoke the power of Morgus. So here's an interesting thing. I wonder, uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give him a faith roll. And if he succeeds, he's going to basically increase the amount of time that we have until that tidal wave. So basically, as he succeeds in his roll, the power of Morgus rises up out in the ocean to basically push that massive tidal wave back. Okay. Does he succeed? He is also a d10. But he's not a wild card. Only the bad guy is. Boom. For Oh, well, that is a success. So it wasn't a, a success with a raise. So I'm going to increase that from eight back up to nine. So he did some good, at least. That is it for the allies. We go to the baddies. Let's deal with this priest right here. I think this priest got armor up, has done the barrier. This priest priestess, I should say, does have the blast power. She'd be using it at... Minus two because uh, she's she's basically concentrating on two powers right now. she she lifts up her arms and she she you know, calls out to Devona as the water churns even more over here. Boom. Oh, ten. And two is twelve. minus two is ten. That is the success with a raise. There is a massive crack of thunder. Boom, right there. So two d six damage against this priest's toughness. Of six. And it's going to be eight versus six. The power of Davona shakes the priest uh, as he sort of slumps against the side of the pool here, trying desperately to maintain his concentration as he's still spitting out the words of prayer to Morgus to try and stop Davona's power from engulfing the town. Uh, okay, that was her. Over here, quickly, this cultist on this priest will miss. Uh, this cultist, does he get up? He does not. This cultist attacks his priest, he will also miss. Over here, this cultist attacks Edbert with a exploder and he will roll in here 11, which is a hit with a raise. So he does 3d6 against Edbert. That is a hell of a hit. And he does nine, uh, eight, 13, 13 damage against him. His toughness is eight, so eight will shake him. 12 will wound him. Ugh. Bang, Edbert's gonna take a wound unless he rolls to soak. He is a wild card and he's gonna have to take one of his special NPC bennies to make this soak roll. And the soak roll is in fact a vigor and he's pretty good at this. Eight and a D6, he's taken one wound otherwise and he will roll a failure. Ooh, boy, oh boy, oh boy. We're going into a new round of initiatives. Initiatives. Simone, Simon, on ace, allies on queen, Baddie's on two, Simon is on ace. He, uh, now he's fired at that wall to, to no effect, to no effect. That's an old Baldur's Gate game reference for those of you who played that game back in the day. Anyway, so he is fired at the wall, it's done nothing. Does he try again? He knows that Edbert's ghost was instrumental in helping them last time. He shouts, Sherilyn, if that is your name, you must try and bring down that barrier as he fires at, oh, we'll say, the guy that Edbert is currently engaged with. It's a dangerous game, because if he rolls a one on the shooting guy, it could hit him. He's rolling a minus two, because he's aiming at fire. That's the problem with the crossbow is that uh, it takes a round to reload, and if you don't take that round, then you fire at minus two, and he will miss because it's minus two. K-tunk, he is going to move his six, however, to the edge of the stairs here. Allies. Arn is fighting his guy with his sword. He will miss. Over here, Edbert is fighting his guy with his longsword and he will also miss. Oh, does he use his last Benny? No, I don't think he does. He just misses. Allies over here. This fellow right here is going to attack the dude he's going to miss. This guy over here is going to attack this cultist. Ooh! it's looking good. He will hit with a raise. That's great. 3d6 damage on this cultist. Uh, That will kill him. Oh! Right on. For here, we do our priest to see if he gets back up again. Luckily, he has a high spirit. He is not a wild card, however. Does he break his shake? Of course not, he does not. So, that's it for the allies, and now the baddies. Let's start with the baddie over here. Uh, baddie over here is gonna see if he can break his shake. He does, but it takes him his entire round to do it. Baddie over here is gonna attack Arn. will miss. Baddie over here is going to attack Edbert. Ooh, exploder six. So he's gonna 2d6 damage. Oh boy, eight, nine, 10 versus seven will shake Edbert over here on this priest. This guy will miss. Now, this priestess, I think she is going to try and call upon Devona to undo the ritual, because that's what this guy was, the high priest here was was praying and shouting and chanting into the water to try and uh, harness the power of Morgus to stop Devona's ritual. The whole reason why this cultist is here is to eliminate that. So, yes, by killing the high priest, that would put an end to that. However, actually, you know what? I have to make this random. Does the priestess go up and attack the priest of Morgus? One to three. She does. She does not. So in fact, she turns and begins to chant and she's going to do the same thing that the high priest did, except in reverse. She's going to do a spirit roll and if she succeeds, she's going to lessen the amount of time that this happens. She's rolling d10 and she is a wild card because she is a big baddie. Exploding six, seven is not a raise, simple success. So she turns and begins to chant to Devona and over here, because we are on a new round, we're down to eight and she now chance and turns us down to seven rounds left at the end of the round, which is kind of bad news. Out in the ocean, the the two gods are struggling with this tidal wave. I'm not sure what that looks like and it doesn't really matter because none of our characters can see it. But as the audience, we see that tidal wave sort of being forced back and forth by these titanic divine struggles going on. Whew, all right, new round. The first thing we do at the top of the round is boom, we go down to six now. So we go down to six, six rounds left, and we do the new initiative. Simon is gonna be on seven, allies on eight, baddies on six, so allies are first. Gonna start over here with the high priest. Does the high priest break his shake this time? Please do it, pal. That's a one, unfortunately. He is unable to, he is just, he was hit hard by this thunderclap. Ah, he's screaming, it's still ringing in his ears. Allies over here, this priest is gonna attack this cultist. He's gonna miss. Uh, This guy's gonna attack the cultist. He's also gonna miss. Arn, Arn's gonna attack this cultist. He was gonna totally miss. And Edbert is going to do a spirit roll to get up, but he is wounded. So that means everything he does is at minus one. So far, four, so he gets up, but not with the rays. That's better than nothing. There's one ally left, and that is the ghost. Simon has yelled to the ghost in the previous round to go and try and break that wall. The ghost knows what's going on. The ghost knows everything we do. (laughs) The ghost knows that this High Priestess is the real target of, and if they don't take that Priestess out, if they don't deal with this wall and take that Priestess out, that wave is coming, because they need to protect this High Priest. They need to get him back on his feet so he can enact the ritual and finish. So I think that Ghost is going for that wall. Ah! What does the Ghost do? What does the Ghost do? I don't think the Ghost can do anything other than huck something. (laughs) but the Ghost is a mage. This Ghost has already used her powers Uh, on Arn, giving him this shimmering spectral armor. Does she have the dispel power? It is likely. It is only likely. She does have access to the dispel power. Dispelling the opponent's power is an opposed roll of arcane skills. The dispelling character suffers a minus two modifier if the target power is of another type. Uh, Yes, so it is another type because this is miracles and her type is magic. As Sherilyn begins in her spectral way to cast the dispel, she is going to roll a D. 12, and she's going to get five, okay. The priestess is aware that something is trying to bring down her unholy wall, so she immediately does an an unopposed (gasps) faith. Oh, look at that, but what do we have? We had Sherilyn roll a five, minus two is three, She rolls a three, it's a tie. In a tie, the two foes continue to struggle with no clear victor. So, they're locked in this battle of wills, essentially. And now it's the baddies. The high priestess knows that there was a more significant threat on the other side of that wall. Does she do something about it? Let's come back to her. This cultist over here is going to attack our priest and is gonna miss. This cultist right here is still going to attack Arn and he will miss. This cultist over here is going to attack the wounded Edbert and he will completely miss. This cultist is going to attack this priest and will completely miss. So that leaves us only with the high priestess. Here's the thing. She's got three things going on right now. One, she's got a shaken high priest, which is the key to all of this. She's also got this churning battle of the gods going on in the water here. She's also got this new threat on the other side of the wall. So what does she deal with? One to three, trying to end the high priest. That's really bad. I'm sorry, one to two, it's gonna be dealing with the high priest, which is really bad. Three to four, she's going to once again focus on the water to try and knock this timer down. Five to six, she's gonna do something about the ghost on the other side. What does she do? It is probably the best possible outcome for us. She turns and she's going to do a spirit roll again to see if she can create that tidal wave coming in quicker. If she succeeds, it goes down by one. If she succeeds with the raise, succeeds with the raise, it goes down by two. Here we go. And she, oh no, why did I say that? Why did I say that? She rolls an eight, which is a success with the raise, which means the timer goes down by two. And it is also the end of the round, which means as we go into a new round, this thing drops again. Two, three. That tidal wave is coming in hard. Let us see what the initiatives are. Simon is quick. He's on eight. Allies on the Joker, that's good. And baddies on five. All of the allies are suddenly inspired or rather panicked by the fact that time is running out and that tidal wave is coming upon them. They can hear it, the roar, the crash of the surf. This pool is going crazy as well. Water splashing everywhere churning like a maelstrom. Okay, so over here, this guy is gonna attack this cultist at a plus two, yes, he explodes! With a uh, nine, 10, 11, that is a hit with a raise, he's gonna do three D6 damage, plus two, cause the Joker, two to everything. The cultists have a toughness of six, so he's gonna roll 10, 13, plus two is 50, got to kill that cultist, oh. boom! Awesome, and then he's gonna move! One, two, three, four, five, six, the allies over here. So this guy, this priest attacks this. Oh, <laughs> this priest attacks the cultist and is 11, 13. That is a hit with a raise. He's gonna roll 3d6 with his cudgel against toughness of six. Oh boy, they're inspired right now. Six and uh, five is 11, 12, 13. Four, kills that cultist, dead, ah! bang. Uh, so uh, Arn over here uh, also attacks on plus two. He's part of the allies as well. He's gonna hit with a five. That's a regular hit. So he's gonna 2d6. A plus two damage, that's gonna be uh, six. Plus two is eight against toughness of 6 We'll shake this cultist, bang! Edbert is wounded. He's got this cultist in front of him. He's going to attack at plus one because he's got the plus two from the joker but minus one from the wound he's suffering. So plus one, he's gonna hit with a five because the parry's five. So he's gonna do two to do 2 d 8 damage, plus two. Bang, he five plus two is seven damage which is going to shake this guy, boom! which is good. Oh, and the ghost. The ghost is going to do a spell check right now. It's uh, competing. So this is going to be minus one, unfortunately. 10 minus one is nine. That is a great roll. Minus one for the spell she's upholding. Minus two for the differences in magic, but plus two because of the Joker. So in fact, she rolled nine. She's going to roll her faith. And her wild card, oh no! It's once again—it's a tie. Nothing done. Oh, Simon—he's going to run down. He drops the crossbow, and he goes up to this wall, pulling his sword as he does, and he attacks the water wall, trying desperately to hack through it and destroy it. He's only going to get a two though. He's pretty so three, so he will hit, and he not with a raise. So he's doing two d six damage against toughness ten. No, his sword just basically gets caught up in the churning waters of this water wall. And uh, now it is the baddies. Oh, hold on, hold on. Aha, uh-huh, I forgot about I forgot about this. In the joker round for our high priest, our high priest has to do a spirit roll to get up, but he's at plus two to do it. Five, he will do it, but he couldn't do anything. So that, is, that was the totality of his round. Then Simon did his thing, and now it is the baddies' turn. Let us deal with this baddie first. He does his spirit roll to get up. He will not. This does, He does his spirit roll. He will not and this baddie, now we've got 3 rounds left very 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 bad once again does the does this cultist go after the priest does she go after the water or does she turn and and uh, deal with the ghost i think right now it's 1 to 3 she's going to go after the priest because he is clearly turning you know, he's the greatest threat 4 to 5 is this and 6 is that 3 so she goes after the priest. So she is going to once again cast the spell at minus two because she has two spells up. She rolls her faith and she is a wild card, but these are at minus two. She's doing a blast. We explode on the d6. Is nine minus two is seven. That is a regular success. So he's shaken again, Ugh, but he's not wounded, which is, you know, it's not terrible. This brings us to the uh, new round. We've got a joker. So we have to reshuffle the deck. This is tough. Because as you can see right here, as we go into the new round, it now goes down to two. It now goes down to two. This is bad. This is really bad. Because right now, the tidal wave is making its way closer and closer and closer to the shore. If they don't stop this in the next two rounds, if they don't deal one way or another in the next two rounds, that tidal wave is going to hit Hundetora. What happens when it does? Well? (laughs) <laughs> Could be game over for everybody. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say that this is probably the most dangerous event that Simon has ever had to encounter. Perhaps it would have been wise if he had abandoned his friend. Perhaps they're all gonna be ghosts in a few rounds. We shall see what happens. boy, oh boy, oh boy. Boom! Simon is on seven. Allies are on five. Okay, baddies are on seven, but... Uh, Hearts before clubs. So Simon goes first. He is going to attack that wall again. They have to get through it. He attacks with it. Two, okay, well that's enough because the fairy's only two of the wall. He does 2d6 damage, does he explode? Seven will not do it. That is it for Simon, that brings us to the baddies. This guy over here first, he is going to do a spirit roll to get up. Oh, oh, seven, so he does not succeed with the raise but he is up and he can't do anything. This guy over here does a spirit roll, also explodes with an eight. So this time he will get up and attack Edbert who's right in front of him. Boom, he will miss. And other baddies are. Oh, well, there's only the high. Pre- so again, I think we're back down to one to two, three to four, five to six. One, two, four. Oh, so she turns and is going to try and deal with this ghost beyond the churning water wall. So she is going to try and basically create this massive thunderclap that's going to center here. And basically it's going to hit these guys if it goes off. But she's going to be a minus two and another minus two because she's already maintaining two spells. Her faith, her faith. She is rolling her faith right now. Her faith in Devona, who is just a real bitch. A minus four. Two, it does not go off. The Allies. Let's deal with the most important thing right now. The ghost is once again going to try and bring down this wall with the dispel at minus one. Oh, you know what? The ghost has to use a Benny because this is so crucial. This is so crucial. Minus one. Oh, oh, oh God! <laughs> it's even worse, and there's no more Bennies for the NPCs to use. So the the water wall does not get dispelled. That was this. Edbert, he's going to just move. He's going to draw the attack of opportunity because he sees what's going on here. He's going to draw the attack of opportunity from this uh, cultist right here who's going to attack and miss. And he is going to attack this water wall. Come on, Edbert. Come on, Edbert, give us a hit. He does hit it. 2d8 damage against the water wall. Toughness 10, (laughs) nine. He's unable to penetrate the water wall. Allies over here, these two dudes are coming up and attacking him, each one. One of them will hit, which will shake this dude, pow. Meanwhile, the priest, the priest, get up, man, get up. Make your spirit roll with the raise, with the raise! He only rolled the eight, so he gets up with a raise, which means he can act. So he immediately turns to the water and begins to call upon the power of Morgus again. Please, pal, please, 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 please succeed at this, and he will fail! He will fail at this! <laughs> He will fail at this. Okay, um, we, uh, Arn over here is gonna still try and take this dude out. A hit with a raise, so he's gonna do three to do 3 d 6 damage against this fella. Uh, five, six, seven will shake him. He cannot put him down. That is it for our round, which means, my friends, my dear friends, we have exactly one round left. One round left. At the end of this next round, at the end of this round, that tidal wave hits Hundatora. See what the initiatives are, Simon. He's quick, Simon's quick. He's on 10, okay. Allies, on three. Baddies, on six. The final round of everyone's life, perhaps. Simon goes first. He is going to, oh, does he have anything he can do besides swing this stupid sword? Is there anything he can do? Oh, you know what? He does have the magic crossbow, which I did say he dropped. I did say he dropped it up here. I have an idea, and I think he's desperate. I think that he knows his sword is doing nothing to this wall of water, this magical wall of water. He has a magic item, perhaps. Perhaps if he goes up and grabs that item and says a prayer to Morgus and to any god who might be listening, if he throws that crossbow at that water, will the inherent magic of that crossbow help to dispel that section of the wall? I don't know. The fate chart's going to tell us. Simon's gonna try this. He runs up here, grabs the crossbow, turns, whispers, actually shouts a prayer to or to any god that might be listening, and he hurls the crossbow at the wall. He doesn't have throwing, which is a skill, so he's gonna be minus two, but he only needs to hit two. So he hurls this. Okay, he hits the wall with the magical crossbow. Does the power of the crossbow, does it hit the wall and basically cancel out The power of this wall, but destroying itself in the process. Very unlikely. We have a 65% chance of a yes. 81. We're all going to die here. The crossbow hits the wall of water and bounces off, landing on the ground. He's... It didn't work. It didn't work. Which brings us to the baddies. Let's go over here. This baddie tries to get up, <clears throat> does not. This baddie tries to get up, does, but cannot act. This baddie is so close right now. Once again, does she deal with the high priest? Does she deal with the the water, basically causing this to turn to a zero? Or does she deal? This, this is all the marvels right here. If we get a three or a four, this bad a five. So she turns to try and deal with this ghost again. She is going to be rolling at a minus four to try and use her blast power. So she is going to roll her d10 and her d6, but at minus four minus four is two. It fails because she's, try- she's trying to cast the spell past the water. She's also maintaining two different spells right now. So She is unable to do that. That is very good. That brings us to the end of her turn. It is all up to the ghost. The ghost is going to do a dispel check, d12. No more bennies. This is for all the marbles. Against her opposed faith. What have we got? 10. Okay, but 10 minus 2 because it's a different Uh, type of magic, so really that is eight. She is rolling this at minus two because of the spells that she has up right now. And she's going to roll zero, which means that this wall is dispelled, or at least this section is. Boom, there is a gap in the wall as the ghost Brings some of it down. <laughs> okay. Edbert, it is up to you, my Irish friend. It is totally up to you now. So, Edbert rushes in the gap and plunges his sword, wounded as he is, into the High Priestess. Now, she also has magical armor on two points of armor, so her toughness is up there. Does he hit? Her parry is five. Come on, buddy. This is, okay, he explodes. He explodes with a wild die and he gets 11 uh, minus one. So he gets a 10. That is a hit with a raise, hit with a raise. He gets two D8 damage and the D6 damage. Her toughness, however, is seven. Here we go, here we go. She's a wild card too, which is not great. A nine and four uh, is 13 versus seven. So seven shakes her. Uh, seven, eight, 9 10, 11 gives her a wound. Bang, ah! Arn is gonna attack the guy who's shaken, cause that's what he does. He's gonna explode both times. He's gonna explode both, he's definitely gonna hit with, oh yeah, he just keeps exploding. He's gonna hit with a raise, it's gonna be 3d6 damage. This guy's already shaken, to- he kills him. Boom, congratulations Arn, at this time Arn sees this and he uses his movement to escape. He runs out of the room, cause Arn, There's no way Arn is gonna stick around for this. He's gonna try and get to safety. Although I don't know if he's gonna be able to do it. These two priests are going to rush into the gap and the high priest is going to use them as they all focus on trying to stop this from happening, okay? Each one of these is rolling a D8 in faith. Oh, okay, well, one of them doesn't work it, but the other one. 16! 16, uh, 16 and 5 is 21. Oh my god, that's all the raises. So he's gonna add plus 4. So our high priest now turns to the water with one round remaining, and he <laughs> calls upon his god with a plus 4. Nine, he rolls nine. Nine plus four is 13. That's uh, four, eight, twelve. That's uh, two raises. Two raises is not enough to stop the tidal wave, but it is enough to give us three more rounds added to the clock. Boy, talk about close. Talk about close. Four, so way out to sea. Once again, the tidal wave goes back and forth and back and forth, contested by two titanic divine powers. Hundatora holds its breath. <laughs> Okay, he bought us some time. We go back to a new round now. Simon is quick, Simon is quick, Simon is on 10. Allies on six, baddies on Jack. Let's deal with the high priestess first. So she's gonna do a spirit roll, but she's at minus one because she's wounded. Uh, Minus one is five. So she succeeds. She's wounded. uh, It takes her whole round to come out of shaken. Meanwhile, this guy runs up. He doesn't see the ghost, but he runs up behind Edbert through the gap in the water and tries to attack him. Ah, He will miss. So it's Simon now. Simon uh, (laughs) comes down, grabs his crossbow and loads it and moves, continues his movement and fires with a multi-action penalty at the high priestess. Uh, Grabs it, cocks it leaps in front of the gap and fires. Fires at a minus two, six minus two is four, so we will hit. He's gonna hit 2d6 plus one. He's gonna roll seven, eight, late, 14. 17 damage against the cultist, toughness is seven, and that will cause the final wound. The cultist takes Simon's bolt in the throat as she's turning to the water, trying desperately to finish her prayers. She came so close, but with her death caused by Simon, the high priest, wasting no time, gathers his lesser priests around him and complete their exhortations to Morgus the Sea God to intervene on their behalf and stop this tidal wave. And she can see now the churning waters bubbling inside the pool slowly start to calm and recede as far out in the water, in the ocean, the tidal wave, bursts apart into a bazillion droplets, ending the tidal wave. I can't believe I'm about to say this, but Simon of Argistan just saved the town of Hundetora. He didn't do it alone, but he got the final shot. I swear to God, this whole thing is just the coolest thing. Oh my God. I I mean, how often do you have these kind of experiences in a game? I mean, it almost never happens. Yeah, it happens every episode here. Okay, wow. This is totally exhausting. They live, they all live. The town of Hunatora is saved. So um, we're gonna quickly update our charts. Threads, well, escape the tidal wave. Yeah, we, we did it in a way that I didn't expect to happen. Oh, Arn fled. Well, we're gonna put that as a new thread, Arn. Has fled for his life. <laughs> you know what? I think that is actually a perfect place to end this, this total group of scenes. In the aftermath of all this, we're gonna reset everything back to five. Wow. There it is, guys. Simon of Argistan, apparently does not suck so much. That brings us to the end of this episode. Make sure you hit like and subscribe. Feel free to leave a comment if you enjoyed what you saw here today. If you have any ideas about, you know, the world building, all that kind of stuff. Some of you have been adding to that in the comment section. I think that's great. Like, subscribe, and tune in next time for the next installment of me, myself, and die.